welcome to the Fugitive Frames Film Podcast. Ricardo is not here today because he has not watched the Squid Game with us. It's not even the Squid Game. It's just it's Squid a, Game. It's a Squid Game, yeah. Uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone is calling it the wrong thing. It's either the Squid Game, the Squid or, Games, Squid yeah. Games. Yeah, the or, games aren't the Squid Games. The, the name, I th- as far as I know, the games have no name, right? Uh, not uh, that I know of. They I never referred to the h- overall event as anything in particular. As yeah, I they just like we're gonna play a bunch of games. Wanna it's not like they game? call yeah, yeah. But even the Saw movies didn't say we're gonna play the Saw games, right? They just like, yeah, right. <laughs> they're just like we're just gonna do some stuff. But anyway, well, we have Dan and Sarah here. Hello, hi, All right, it's Dan. Thank you. For I'm not often me. on this podcast. That's true. Or I'm not he- on this podcast as often as, uh, say, Ricardo or Marvin lately. Well, I haven't been that often either. I'm Marvin. I've been. I'm Sarah, often. and I've never yeah. been on this podcast. That's but true. I'm happy to be here. It's weird because we were actually wanting to have you on uh, earlier for the 1992 podcast. Is that the correct year that you wanted to do? 1994. 94. 1994 podcast because you had a very specific. A uh, year you wanted to discuss for movies, yeah, and music. I love 1994, right? And then uh, we haven't gotten around to it yet, but we got to Squid Game uh, because there was, there was one weekend last weekend. Uh, Dan, Sarah, and I all got together and we're like, "What should we do?" And we're like, "Let's just watch some Squid Game." Yeah, so we can all find out. Boy, did like- we watch it! We binged <laughs> the heck out of that series. Yeah, and it was I mostly. I think for both Sarah and I, probably all of us, it was more. It part of it was motivated by let's just find out what the hell everyone's talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, let's just just finally know what everyone's talking about. We and wanted I, and I to be included like, in yeah. the meme culture. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, if everyone wants to, see I've it, been I'll avoiding water like coolers it. for over a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my Same god! Same here. It's it's Imagine difficult. Scary. Imagine how we felt like for game because I'm pretty sure all oh, of us. Game- also Thrones. not seen Game yep. of Thrones. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> I just like put my headphones on and ignore Oh my god, at my work, one. people will literally s- reserve last yeah. 10 minutes of the meeting for Game of Thrones recaps. I'd be like, and okay, I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it, when when you're wrapped up as part of it, it it makes a lot of sense to do that sort of thing. I understand. Like was, we, we we it was just like some other podcasts that with we've recorded recently where you brought up how the Powerpuff Girls crew were, that's true. You know, yeah. having meetings just to decide, just to yeah. decide on like how <laughs> to distribute work and still be productive when Ocarina of Time was dominating all of their lives. Right, right. But all right. Well, I guess we should uh, just say really quick. Obviously, huge spoilers for Squid Game. Yes, and yes. Uh, I guess we should just quickly summarize the whole thing because I think uh, Squid Game. It's not a, it's not very complex as a show, I would say. It's it's In terms a battle of plot, it's not a particularly yeah, it's complex. A, it's another battle royale plot essentially, but yeah. very Korean. I mean yeah. the it's the like death game royale. genre. Yeah, it's like not it, it it's well established at this point. Um I'd say you're more likely to find entries in the genre like in Asia. Mm-hmm. Probably yes. Japan with the most of them. And yeah, in fact, that's kind uh, of where it originated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like battle royale like is the most famous like uh, mm-hmm. the biggest example of like the high concept version of this. Yeah. Although you could argue a little battle Royale is also very well indebted to Lord of the flies. So like, I guess that should sure. But I think be, the, the, the it wasn't game difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the big difference was the gamification of it. And yeah, like yeah. 
having it be a very deliberate thing to happen. Yeah. You know, there's like like a mastermind behind, you know, these sorts of things. There's always like some sort of organization or mastermind behind stuff in these setups. Um, And one characteristic of all of the entire genre that they can never escape from is the, the suspension of disbelief is very high. You have yeah. to you have to be completely willing to buy into a completely absurd premise of like yeah people would be willing to do this or let this happen. I will it would say almost never it's almost never a good enough explanation. Yeah. I will say though this show does a really good job of trying to it does kind of avoid this because it's not like they turn it into like a national pastime or yeah, but I and and also they have an entire episode dedicated to seeing why people would come back. Yes, that is actually a good element that I liked that they had in the show because yeah. it shows how the contestants rationalize coming back. Yeah, it, it made it a lot. That's one of the better parts of the show, I think. I would say is that they, they spent a lot of time Absolutely. trying to justify why they're self-motivated because you can easily go down the route of we had no choice we have to keep doing it but they yeah, make it like they're gonna kill us yeah. if we try to like you know fight yeah. back in any sort of way yeah but so this is kind of interesting so we talk about like the squid games director said he got the idea for the show back in 2008 from a comic book about people who were playing an extreme game but he didn't name the comic and mm, basically wow. He said he, he reads a lot of comics and was mesmerized by survival games. And um, I guess that's how he became interested. But then they're also saying Squid Game is suspiciously slim, similar to a 2014 Japanese film called As the Gods Will. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So the film I, itself. Um, th- there is, are a few different places. Oh, so you've that, seen it. Okay. Well, uh, th- there are a few different things that people are saying, um, you know, were probably the biggest inspiration. Another big candidate is this uh, manga turned anime turned kaiji. Mm. Um, uh. It's like, I, hold on. Let, let me go pull up a synopsis real quick. It'll sound very familiar to you. Um, oh, wow. I mean, this as the gods will, basically, it, it's J- it's based on a Japanese manga and it's about a death tournament using childhood games and seems to have very similar scenes including a doll that spins around and tries to catch players moving so it's hmm. also okay it's like so that is super, th- that that's pretty specific yeah that sounds very specific <laughs> yeah but i almost and i see the doll they include like a, a screen cap of like the the doll in the classroom and it, it it's 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 very similar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I but the thing is, I guess because of how narrowly defined the genre really is, you're gonna get lots of like yeah, crossover. Like, I can like, see how there can be a lot of overlap. Yeah, I'm not um, I'm not that mad about it because it's like for something this narrowly defined, you're gonna have ideas independently crop up all the time. Like the idea of having it being a childhood games is like you know, that's creepy. So they'll want to do that, you know? Yeah. The thing that I was going to bring up about Kaiji as a, as a strong inspiration is that the, it's also featuring a protagonist who's a total loser and has a huge amount of debt. Mm. And so basically every contestant that ends up in the death game with him is also someone in a huge amount of debt. Mm. And so like they play games like rock, paper, scissors, um, crossing a steel beam, um, you know, raffles and things like that. And or like pachinko. So Mm. it's like, they are made to like kind of 
do basic gambling stuff. It's more about gambling than it is about mm. like children's games necessarily. Right. right. Gambling, it's not but skill based. It's just- sometimes it, it turns into a gray area. Yeah. yeah. And of course, as like with many gambling games, like there is an element of skill, but yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess maybe we'll start off by saying, what do you guys think about it? Like just to like, how do you, what would you rate it? You would say our overall impression of it. Yeah. And then we'll summarize it. Cause I think, I think it's fine. I think I'd probably give it like an eight out of 10, but I think the more I think about it, the lower the score goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Or rather, I, I think the thing that happens in, in, in my mind as I think about it more and I, and I suspect it's what's happening to yours is that the cultural impact that it's currently having seems to outclass you know, oh, yeah. what it is, cur- what it actually is. And so, oh, if yeah. you were to see it in a vacuum and not have any sort of like, you know, phenomenon or hype around it, mm-hmm. um, you'd probably leave it at a better score. Because the more p- the more people like keep on talking about and saying like, oh, this is so deep. This is so, this is so great. This is so un- unprecedented and unique. You can usually find counterpoints to all those assertions. And yeah, and, and and to me, it's not just that. This is, I mean, that's part of it, probably at least mentally. But to me, it's also like when I think of it thematically. I, I, I've talked to you guys about this before. When I think of the show, like thematically, it's pretty thin thematically. Uh, and I well, guess we can dive yeah, into and, that more and, a little, a little bit after the like, summary. My counterpoint to that is just that I don't feel like a show like this necessarily needs to be thematically. Ah, but my my belief is it does because of the simplicity of it. That it, it exposes themes more strongly but, than a show. I mean, that's I more think I think there's more. there's a there's a really important point that we have to bring up here, which is the language barrier. So well, I've seen. Well, we should I disclose think, that Dan and I are Korean. Uh, yes, so. <laughs> Dan and you are Korean. Well, I am okay, not I, Korean, but that but, doesn't say everything about the situation because. Like, I think even your Korean is not the best, right? No, it's like, so my Korean would be like grade school level, probably. Okay. Sure. And then mine is like below that. I'm like at kindergartner level. Um, so why I bring that up, though, is because they're all, all or online. There's a bunch of videos and and articles about the translation for, as a, as a note, we watch this with English subtitles, original language. Hmm. Um, so... What I was finding is what I was seeing is people who did speak Korean, they would watch a scene and then, you know, show the English subtitles and then say what was actually being said in Korean. And like, yeah, we did did that while watching the show as well. (laughs) And what I found by watching that, there were some really, really critical, I think maybe missing what you're talking about, Marvin, some of the really critical, deep moments that kind of really made this show stand out that when a person translated what they were actually saying, I was like, wow, that changes a lot and adds a lot to the character. And one of those characters was Do you have an example you can give us? Yeah. The the woman who was I don't know her name. It's she was the kind of like let okay, let's sorry, before we get into character, let's just summarize the casting characters and what happens really quick. Yeah. So that so basically there is like a bum. He's like a terrible dad and he owes a lot of money to gangsters. And he, the reasons gets recruited to become part of this battle Royale death game with 455 other contestants. And the people he starts hanging out with for this death game, that kind of becomes the kind of the core cast of characters 
is a childhood friend who's gone on to become like the head of an investment company or something like that, who was in a lot of financial trouble for being a criminal, like a white collar criminal, essentially. Uh, there is like a, what's it called? Um, like a, she's like a North Korean refugee. refugee. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or defector, you know, like she escaped from North Korea and her motivation is to try to bring her family back because she and her brother made it, but her mother and father didn't. Um, uh, and we later find out that she already knows dad's dead and mom is in a labor camp, basically. Yeah. So it'd be really complicated to get them back. Uh, then we have, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the mom at least. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, then, uh, there's that gangster guy. He's just a gangster. That's his whole character. Oh, yeah. I am a gangster. Um, I kind of loved him. Yeah. He's just, he's just a fucking asshole. He's Tom Choi. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, and, no, that's Frontman. Sorry. That's no, 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 no. Frontman is something. Yeah. And so. What, you mean Asian Mads Mickelson? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, then there's uh, this this weird out. lady. She, she, I don't know. I, she's kind of like classified like as like a cougar that's manipulative or something. I don't know. But like she, her allegiances change really often and she just seems very manipulative. And yeah, very really loud, manipula- manipulative. She's like yeah. that stereotype of a loud Korean. That's her. Um, and then you have like She's that person everybody hates. <laughs> yeah, in that like, group of Korean people. Yeah, made very <laughs> like, and they 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 show that to you very in a very stark scene where you know yeah. everyone's like, "Hey, join up in teams," and yeah. no one wants her on their team. Yeah, yep, that's her. Everyone freaking hates her because she sucks. <laughs> and then you have a character named Ali who is uh like. Like, I think he is an immigrant from Pakistan. Yeah, Pakistani immigrant. Who's trying to work in Korea. Um, and, you know, so he's that representation. And then you have, like, a side story. Also, we'll see. So the, all these characters are going through the games, right? So the games start off with the red light, green light. That's not what it's called in Korean, but for our purposes, let's just call it red light, green light, like the translation does, which is easier. Um, where out of the 456 contestants, a ton of them are killed. Right. Because uh, if you fuck up the red light, green light game, which is like running towards a goal when you're allowed to go, but then you don't stop quickly enough, you get shot by a sniper. And then what happened is that ev- a lot of them died and they all voted to be like, let's get the fuck out of here, um, which in retrospect is interesting because remember the deciding vote was done by the old man and the old man is the one who actually voted to end the game. Oh, yeah. So that's interesting. Well, that's another clue, I think. They a frontman only listens to old man when he says to stop. Well, no, it was it was a goal. It was a group. I think if No, he was on the top of the Well, it was it was, it was they thing, they begging. said it was a they said it was a democratic vote. So like they all decided Oh, I thought you meant during the during No, the, no, no, no. Yeah, outbreak. I'm talking about that vote where they decided Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're right. Just you're the right. first yeah. time they agreed the to end the game. The first time. Yeah, cuz you can agree to end it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. So when that happened uh, everyone was actually returned, which is a really interesting take, honestly, on the game. And they all go back to their normal lives. And the vast majority of them realize that their old lives suck and they would like to win this money. Because uh, I didn't mention uh, the goal, the prize money uh, is going to be 456 billion one. No, so 45.6 billion one, uh, which translates to roughly 40, $38 million. Yeah, yeah exactly. Million yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so that w- that would be helpful. Get um, you out of your debt. Yeah. So because a lot of them are in debt or need something to be done with the money, you know. So they all come back and they go through more games. They have uh, the what the Koreans call the honeycomb game, I guess, where 
they're trying to break like a figure out of like a piece of hardened sugar. So do you guys remember Dalgona, the Dalgona coffee that got really popular at the beginning of the quarantine? Uh, well, I do remember it, but I didn't realize that it had that name. Cause yeah, that's, that's the same that that's called Targona, that thing that they're eating. That right. is, what, well, that's the coffee. But... No, targo, it's called Targona coffee. Cause it tastes like that candy. So, yeah. So, so it's basically like, yeah, like a, a honey, like a sugar. It's, yeah. It's so, sugar so that's yeah. Been... So that's, that's what Targona is. Everyone thought Targona is coffee. It's like, no, Targona is referencing this candy, uh, this street candy. Um, so they go through that and then, uh, they go through, what was the third one? Oh, it was tug of war. Right. Uh, and they do tug of war and they made it through that. And then the thing where a lot of people die finally Hop is where they have to play the, the, the marbles. Yeah. There's a, but I think the hopscotch, hopscotch was fifth before one. that. No, the was hopscotch that- was second to last. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So they needed marbles, and that one was a trick because they said partner up, and everyone thought, okay, we're going to partner up. So I'm going to partner up with my best buddy. Um, oh, is another character we forgot to mention that's in there with them is like an old man who has a brain tumor. So I was uh, about to yeah, like, yeah. player number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the main character, uh, the the bum guy, uh, starts befriending this old man because the old this man, old man is very important. Yeah, and that old man like is very like, oh, uh, he just wants to be nice to the old man. So he he partners with the old man, and everyone partners with who they think would be best for them. Uh, and it turns out the twist is you have to beat your partner, and the the loser dies. Uh, so that destroys well, you, a lot. You don't of the just cast. like physically beat your partner. You have to agree on a game. Yeah, you have to agree on a game marbles, marbles, and then yeah. you have to yeah, like whoever yeah, takes all it, the marbles. Get it depends on the game. Each game is different. Or it has a yeah, different and they, goal and some of how them, they're eliminating people. Yeah, they, there's like logistics and how they like, you know, play around with the marbles to or with the rules to like trick other people to getting blah, blah, blah. So there was all this stuff. Um, but out of that, Ali is killed by the main character's childhood friend guy, the, the white collar criminal guy. Uh, the old Which man is like the biggest heel turn that he's had. Yeah, in the it, show it cements so him as a heel because he was yeah. not great earlier anyway. Yeah, his um, morality to, was gray up to that point, but once you get to that, it's like, oh, he's yeah. just yeah. Because he kills Ali by tricking him, not by winning a game. Yeah, it's not shitty. fair. Yeah, it's, and it's then, just deception. Um, but to be fair, the the main protagonist guy does that to the old man as well. He basically tricks him, uh, right? As far as we understand, the North Korean girl gets through and the gangster guy gets through. And the twist also is that that really loud, annoying lady gets through because no one wanted to partner with her. Therefore, she got an automatic pass. Yeah, she Uh, got a buy. (laughs) Yeah, which is pretty funny. Um, And then we have the glass jumping thing where I mean, that also lines up with the philosophy of like that game it's like well here's your punishment for befriending people look at her she she pushed everyone <laughs> away and she's fine <laughs> yeah don't never make friends don't ally <laughs> don't ally or make alliances you <laughs> fools yeah and then we have the glass jump it's like kind of a weird idea they have to it's not a childhood game at all um no just, it's hopscotch but but, but a more a crazy version. It's 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 essentially hopscotch. The glass game is, but of course hopscotch doesn't have a a uh, a thing yeah. where if you don't make it, you're gonna break through glass. But it's an adapted hopscotch game. You have to jump. But hopscotch, you have to like 
go in a pattern or something. Right? They were well, going with hot, no, hot no, scotch, it's, you, it's you know your, you you know your path. Bef- there's no element of yeah. you're going to die if you choose the wrong next square. Well, not that's even That's not part what, of a traditional hot no, scotch. But that's not part of tug of war either, you know? Like, you're not well, going to well, tug of war. Down, well, okay, so the rules you know? of tug of war, at least, was like, you lose, and if you yeah, lose, you die, I mean, I'm right? just trying to say it's adapted from hopscotch. So that's where they clearly got the, the game is... Because to me, when yeah. I think of hopscotch, I think of, oh, this is a square where you use one foot and these are the squares where you use both feet. And you have to throw like a rock at it to choose which one. Yeah, that's what next. I know hopscotch to be. Yeah, that's what I thought hopscotch, at adapted. least where I grew up. It's loosely adapted. Is what yeah, I'm so I think that's I mean, like it's the, about as adapted from hopscotch as you would say, like leapfrog. Yeah, so I think like it's, that's like the least childhood whatever, but it's fine. Um, basically, at that point, the cast whittles down to the bum guy from the beginning, his childhood friend who's super evil now, <laughs> and the North Korean girl. And inexplicably, when the challenge ends, they explode all of the glass panels with explosions, and glass flies everywhere and into the gut of the North Korean girl. That feels a bit contrived in retrospect. Yeah, it's weird. And I then- mean, it, it, yeah, like... It, in retrospect, all it does is it produces a dramatic situation for the North Korean girl to be killed. Yeah. So That's basically w- what happens is then they're like, oh, you're the final three contestants. Our next game will be tomorrow. Have a nice steak dinner tonight. And then they give them a steak dinner, but then leave their steak knives for them to hold overnight. And then, uh, you know, the steak, they basically, you know, the the main character guy and a North Korean girl kind of team up because... Uh, they don't trust the white collar guy, but then main protagonist realize girl is dying, tries to go to door to save her, like tell the, the contest runners, hey, she's dying. But by the time he turns around, a uh, white collar guy has cut her throat. So true. We have a clear protagonist and clear villain. And the last game is the squid game, which is what they described at the beginning of the show, but essentially turns into a fist fight. Um, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, like the the rules that were so elaborately laid out in the opening minutes of the of the series crumble very quickly, which is fine. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, fine. it's, totally it's, fine. it's fine that it devolves into a fist fight, and then uh, protagonist wins. Uh, but then the show continues because a year later, he doesn't spend any of the money out of guilt, mm-hmm. and he's basically lost his daughter. And his mother has died by the time he returned from the Squid Game. Not the Squid; these aren't the called the Squid Game, but the games. So his life is in shambles, and I guess he meets up with uh, the guy who runs the whole thing, which is the old man who we thought died, but he didn't die because the gunshot happened off screen. So, and it turns out he really does have brain cancer, and he really um, did enjoy playing the games because he's like, basically says, I'm so rich, nothing makes me like have fun with anything anymore. So this was my last thing to have fun with. Right. And then, and then basically old man dies and the guy goes you know what i will spend that money and then he uh finds the north korean girl's brother pairs it up with a white collar guy's mom and gives him a bunch of money and the ending is very weird because he basically goes i'm gonna go fly to north korea for not i'm gonna fly to america where my daughter is same thing (laughs) with my wife (laughs) and uh her 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 new husband (laughs) and then he decides through a series of events, he finds the calling card that caused him to go to the games again. And he says, I'm going, he basically, the show ends with, I'm going to find you. I'm going to stop you. 
and then you're lo- you're going how, <laughs> and then the show ends. Well, he's gonna try to track them down, you know. What will um, which he is do? <laughs> stay stay tuned for season two, you know. Like but, he's gonna he's gonna fight back. Uh, yeah, let, let's just let's just just say that much. somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't know if stopping them is necessarily the. I mean, cl- clearly that's what he would like to do, but. Um, yeah, how just, plausible that is 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 un, is up for debate. And then yeah. there's also the subplot of there's a cop who believed a main character when he went to a police station early on to report this game happening, and he secretly snuck on board to the game ship and disguised himself as like one of the people running the show. There was a whole organ harvesting yeah, side plot, and then it yeah. turns out the front man is this guy's brother. So a huge coincidence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he disappeared and he went to go find him. Yeah, that's partly why he, he also went. He yeah. linked it because of the card. Yeah. He went to the station and the the main character gave the police the card and it had the same symbols of the card that he found in his missing brother's apartment. apartment. So which is a dinky apartment. little place yeah. that has only been abandoned <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of it's it, it like this plot presents some of the weirdest like timeline holes in the in the series. And it feels kind of like hard to explain. That part feels the most like hey, we need you to extend this show for Netflix plot. Uh cuz that that doesn't really fit in anywhere. <laughs> like they don't right. inter- no they, like the the boat the front man front man and the cop guy don't really interact with the other plot at all. It, it would have made more sense if there was more interaction. The cop does. No, it doesn't really interact with the main plot at all. Not the main plot, but he's, they're very involved I, in the game. Like it ended up the, being the, the somewhat frustrating. Yeah. The it ended up being frustrating game. for me as a viewer because he made so much progress finding out what was going on. And he found out a lot that we never got to hear or, or, like he he basically had that you know one of the VIPs confess everything like yeah. ostensibly the entire like operation and everything about it all the details stuff that are that is still a mystery by the end of the show so yeah. he had that stuff he he knew that stuff but we lose that source of information like you know uh, when he falls off the cliff because yeah. of, no because of bad cell phone reception well yeah that it. too i mean like it's all just kind of yeah it's all just kind of like they gave oh, him like darn, three reasons oh, as to why oh, he could get it out you know which we don't know i mean maybe season His two will open that back up yeah i mean <laughs> I'm sure like, season like two. just because we don't see him <laughs> die or you know cr- crash his head open on a cliff um, or maybe they'll find his phone you know in the investigation you know there's all sorts of weird ways i can see them bringing this back like, up yeah basically the the frustrating thing to me was like it seemed as though they were going to have an interesting like oh this game is really going to unravel once the authorities get involved and try to like that would have been so interesting Um, if that and that's what i was getting hyped for and then it didn't happen so that's why i got a little i feel like like, i feel like they intentionally did not try it what it felt like to me is he had the story written as like the 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 game's story written as the core storyline and then when he was he br- the creator brought it to netflix they were like let's adapt it to be a little longer and then he just kind of threw this side plot in and because it doesn't really interact with the rest of the story which is really an, a shame because yeah. you could do something really interesting with the idea of the protagonist contacting the cop and then like they start feeding things to each other maybe or like you know like it, sure. it could have had something more uh but well they didn't know about each other at this point 
Well, they uh, you could have written something where that well, happened. That's season two, Marvin. Gosh, you can't give it well, all away. That's a, but the other, one. But the other thing also is that I think it's telling that this the creator of the show has openly admitted that he's terrified about what to do for season two. Or that he, if nothing else, he said that he currently has no solid plans for it. Yeah, he intentionally it very clear yeah. that you know he intentionally did not write it to continue. <laughs> Yeah, well, like he, well, he no, used up all of his juices him. on on this one season, and I think he's also gone on record saying like if I, like when I take if and when I take a crack at season two, I want to like establish a team of writers and directors who all know what they're doing. Yeah, which I yeah. think would be um, a really good call. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because um, he wrote and directed. He did everything. Yeah, yeah. This, this was a very very cheap production. The whole thing was less he, than twenty two million dollars. He said he Not lost. Bad. He lost. He took a really big hit on his health and mental health doing this. Lost six teeth. Yeah, he almost died. Essentially, I guess he was just punching himself in the mouth when things weren't going his way. I mean, he probably lost it due to stress, bad diet. I don't know, but yeah, obviously he suffered. (laughs) He suffered some really bad, um, you know, which is interesting given the subject matter of the show and how he almost, you know died or oh, that, you know that, he that, really seriously hurt himself making this show um which is which you know i think we can we can really touch upon some of the korean culture that i think this show touches on a yeah, lot like the, like the big thing it's touching on and i think it's is the death it's, it's, it's less theme than yeah it's less theme than it is setting which is uh korea has long been like looming with a financial debt crisis collapse. So this like, is this is like an interesting little tidbit. So it says the Associated Press reported that South Korea's household debt at over 1.5 trillion now yeah. exceeds the country's annual economic output. Tough yeah. times have pushed a record low birth rate lower as struggling couples avoid having babies. Squid Game illustrates the country's mistreatment of migrant workers, such as the character Ali Abdul, and the desperate conditions of North Korean refugees. So I think that's, I mean, obviously this was like a huge place setting theme. But to me, I think the thing is, I don't think the show really, this is the thing. I, I don't think the, sh- the show takes a lot of these characteristics and uses it more at like face value as a setting than as like an exploration. You know what I mean? Well, no, I, I don't 100% agree because of I'm going back to my earlier point about the translations, because if you see some of these videos of the translations we missed, I think they really are important because I did see some videos particularly. Well, that's why I would like some like really good examples of the crucial bits you're mentioning. Um, So there were some with Hanmi, um, who is the, the, the uh, yeah, I think she was player 212 or 220 or something. I can't remember what number player she was, but um, her translations, particularly, I saw some videos where, she her dialogue she was specifically you really got to know her more as a character like more of her background and why she was acting the way she was acting and i think it really it really the dialogue that we missed out on because what of are the, the translations um for her it was going in more into her background into like why she was in the situation she was in so uh it, it painted her as um it, it gave more light to her emotional why she was acting in her emotional state, like what, what she had come from 
there were some translations that kind of like explored her mental health a little bit more. And I think I'm going to try to find the specific examples and bring it up. But like, but I think that's actually my point, uh, which is but that it was, like, it was more, it was like, definitely. But I don't, but the thing is, it's like, I look like, I honestly, I honestly think a lot of these are kind of like, these are, they use these settings more as archetype than as characterization. Like it's more of like, this is like the the Korean like woman who has been like abused by Korean society. No, it's this not like, like it's not like that. Um, but like, but this this is like the gangster. This is like okay. Here's here's you know. some examples. So um, so basically, uh, Hanmi player two one two for example. Sh- there's a scene in episode six where Hanmi is trying to convince the other players to let her join their team. Right. Um, so you remember this one. She's the saying, marble. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm actually very smart. So the line is, I'm very smart. I just never got a chance to study. So basically what we're actually, what she actually is saying is. Um, she never got. Like so the, the English, never- the English, so actually, yeah. So th- what, what the English subtitle says, I never bothered to study, but I am unbelievably smart. And the English yeah, closed I remember caption that being the says, line, yeah. I'm the English closed caption says, I'm not a genius, but I still got it worked out. Huh? And the actual line is, I'm not very smart. I just never got a chance. I'm very smart. I just never got a chance to study. And I think that's really interesting. Like, I think that's a very different translation because it opens you up to like her op, you know, it gives you a little window into what she as a character was and was not exposed to. And I think so, that's a really important thing. So too. like I do, I mean, again, as we were watching the show, like we were, I was, well, we were like randomly pointing out things and they're like, that's not the translation. That's incorrect. And we were wondering if that was because the, I, cause I haven't listened to this, the, the dub, the dub at all, but I have a feeling these correspond to the dub. Like they're like one-to-one transliterations of the dub. And if that's the case, that's because the dub, they're re-timing it to kind of match their length, you know? Like, cause dubs aren't, it's really hard for dubs to be exact translations because they have to match timing as well. So there's like a lot of finagling you need to do. So that was my suspicion. But even with that, like, I don't, I wouldn't say that necessarily makes her character. But that happens multiple times. I mean, that's just one example, but right, I think but there to, are multiple, to me, when I that think, compounds, I but think But to me, that's not like very deep exploration of the character and still. To me, like, that's a big mistranslation. That's it's, not the I same. I mean, mistranslations are fine. Or I mean, and I think, a, that, I think that makes sense. But to me, it's not like the character to me doesn't change in terms of being, it's still an archetype. Or this one's this one's a good one. For example, they're still archetypes. They, they're not example, really viewed as anything beyond that to me. So this one's a pretty major one. In example six, when player one, the old man, and Ki Hun team up for marbles, they have a conversation about the meaning behind Gangnam or whatever that the you know to show allyship. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, I forgot what that word was. Yeah. In the English version, the text reads, "We share ganbu, everything." Ganbu. Yeah, ganbu. Um, reads, "We share everything," but the actual translation is, "There is no ownership between me or you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, what people are saying is that's not a small difference. It's like kind of like the whole point of the episode. So the English subtitle said, "Who you share your marbles with," and and Dakai is 
with is everything. And you share things with them. You see, like that's to me, the, the right translation is there is no ownership between me and you. And that is, that's a pretty important point. How does that change it thematically? For me, it changes the way what the character's saying in, in that in that right, scene. Right, but it's that not, is. But but to me, that doesn't actually. It does to me. To it does. But what is it the does theming? To me, to me, it it shows like a deeper like that. To me, that changes the meaning. To me, that's of what a different take. It's not necessarily a, a deeper theming. That, that's the overall criticism I have of the show. As I would say that, like, it takes setting and and archetypal characterization as so, starting point, and it doesn't really go deeper in terms of theming it goes into language though share is not the same thing as ownership you know i'm not i'm not disputing that there are language discrepancies i'm just saying that even if you overcame those language discrepancies i don't think that would necessarily make the show any stronger in terms of theming which i I disagree i actually i actually disagree with you on this and i actually i actually for me reading the actual translations do actually make it a bit more um a bit more deeper, a bit more like I feel like I missed something in, think, a, in a major I way. I think it's, I mean, like it's to me, it's not, it is missing the trans like accuracy of translation, but I just don't think it's enough to overcome like an overall lack of theming. Because so there's this also, there's this example where we're not just talking about language, but we're also talking about things on the set that people who are not Korean or, or not familiar with Korean culture are not are going to miss. So there's a scene where Sung Woo comes back from the games and he's soaking in the bathtub with his clothes on and there's something beside him uh, making smoke. Many non-Koreans didn't notice that Sung Woo was about to kill himself. This is one of the well, most well-known methods of suicide in Korea. And so I I did not know that. I did not realize that. So to me that changes a lot. This scene was a, a almost a potential suicide scene. I, um, I mean, I thought, I thought that was kind of clear. I well, guess you're Korean, right? I didn't yeah. pick up on that actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, even if you look okay, I'm, I'm now I'm trying to pretend that you didn't know if, so if someone didn't know that, but I didn't, that, but to me, yeah. that doesn't change the theming. This is like, to me, like, again, my, my main criticism of the show is that because they decide very stylistically to kind of strip back characterization to simpler archetypes and to also strip back the plot, really, because the plot is other than the really interesting episode where they bring everyone back, they let them go and have them voluntarily come back. I think there isn't much characterization or plotting really going on, which is fine. That's a stylistic choice. But then I think when you have a strong, like simple, bare bone structure like that, theming exposes itself, whether you have one or not. So I think when you don't have strong theming, it makes you go, why did they do that? Why that choice? And I think the clearest thing that they come to is that there is potentially a theming of wanting to go back to childhood to some extent, obviously because of the childhood games and whatnot. And money, because for an adult could be a sense of comfort that lets them experience things in a more comfortable way like when they were children but well, to also me, when you are a child money is not your problem exactly so to me that i have to go through a few steps to try to feel like that's the theming that works but i think like individual games don't have strong theming i think they're basically just being like oh that's a great concept for a battle royale style game and i'm not sure it, there's 
that much more beyond that. And I'm not saying that's necessarily bad because you can have shows well, it's that It's not necessarily work. bad, but it's also your biggest criticism of the show. <laughs> because cause, cause that's just me personally. Like, like, obviously, a lot of people enjoy the show without having the needing to grab onto a strong theme, right? So what but, would you what would you want the theme to be if you had made it your way and you know I think I would want the games to be more reflective of like a certain each game to be reflective of a theme or like the like a way what? a game played I don't know I haven't written it yet so like I it's something you would find an exploration of like trying to figure it out but I think the attempt wasn't necessarily made and like the, the problem then is then it becomes a show about the procedural part of it which is fine but that's not to me personally, that's not that interesting because then once you know what happened, you kind of go, okay, and then the show's over. There's nothing left to think about. Whereas, for example, if you did this, like like Dan had brought this up, like if you're playing, like you like you were talking, you brought up zero escape games and stuff like that, right? So you, yes. you wanna, like because to me, because of that, you're making the choices yourself, and the choices are reflective. You have a different connection to the type of plot and storytelling going on yeah that's my angle my angle comes from like the my most favorite stories of this kind i have experienced via video game so that includes things like the zero escape series uh 999 virtue's last reward or zero time dilemma although that one's kind of a letdown right um or or the duncan rompa series for instance right right that's um, a really everything yeah. like those are similarly you know like death based games where it's like people are dying around you people are in desperate situations you don't know why you're there someone is making you do this but you get to actually be one of the characters in that situation and so you are then forced to make the decisions yourself to some degree or at least like, like that or the the uh illusion of that is there you know yeah and it's specifically yeah, yeah specifically in the zero escape series like starting from vlr you actually do make like actual choices which become branching paths and that's what oh, okay. becomes super yeah. duper interesting because you have to explore them all in order to get the whole story mm, um, okay okay and so like there's a system where you have to either ally or betray the person who's in the box next to you mm-hmm. um, and if you both choose to betray um, then nothing happens. If you both choose to ally, then you'd get something good. But if either of you go off on each other, then someone get, someone gets killed. That stuff's really fun um, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. practice. Um, and also, there is a heavy element of like kind of like sci-fi techno babble stuff going on as well. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little it's a little less grounded in reality than yeah. They um, make it say, more fantastic, right? To like, and I prefer that honestly. To get away with stuff. Yeah, it, exactly. It it. it because Duncan Ropa like is another classic example of like the actual explanation. Once we tell it to you about why this is happening is the dumbest fucking shit in the world. <laughs> like when you finally hear about how this came to be, you will be very angry and don't even think about it anymore. Just stop. Like, <laughs> it's way more fun to stay with the games. Mm. But um, yeah, like uh, when it's when it's in video game form, you can latch a lot more onto that you know, figure out what happens and the procedure, the procedural aspect of it that you mentioned earlier. Because Marvin, it's your choice. Is, the procedure, like, it's yeah, not you just- get to, you get to do it yourself or you get to like experience it in a more personal way. And so it's, uh, it's easier to take in that manner and it's more fun. Um, yeah, cause, and cause, that is yeah. what I feel was missing from this game. And that's kind of like where I sit with it. Cause like, yeah, theming might've elevated like heavier, Emphasis on the- thematic uh, elements might have been something that elevated it. But since it seems like they really weren't that concerned with doing that. Yeah. Um, 
it just falls back to okay well then uh, this is a this is a sort of plot that i'd rather play one thing is that i was thinking about was that like okay so when you make a when you when you're playing a video game like that and you make choices right mm-hmm. and you get an outcome you mm-hmm. go oh that is the outcome because i made those choices right sure whereas when you watch a show like this remember as we were watching it, all three of us we were like oh who's going to be the final person who's going to live right and for a while i thought it was going to be the old man uh then i think one of us thought like oh it's gonna be the north korean girl so like you know we all like it almost became more of like betting on an outcome than it was about like watching story unfold you know and i think that is an exposure of the weakness of the well, fact I that think there's that's, no- that's the that's the driving plot line right is is who's gonna everyone wants to that's human nature everyone wants that's why sports exists that's why but betting exists the thing is, everybody wants to cast their vote but i didn't think it took away from some of the more um so that's fine some of the but, more greater deeper themes of the show like that, i don't think that, so that, that was lost so that so i think that's fine but then the comparison i was going to make was to like let's say like i'm not going to spoil it but like Say you're watching the final season of Breaking Bad. You watch the final season of Breaking Bad and you go, oh, who is going to live? Who is going to die? Who will end up here? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's kind of the one of the driving forces of the last season of Breaking Bad as well, because the penultimate season of Breaking Bad ended with a big event where you're like, oh, my gosh, if that can happen, what else can happen? Right. Sure. Um. So. But when Breaking Bad ends and you see the decisions the creators have made, you go, you know what? Yeah, that is like how it should be. It shouldn't happen any other way. Or like maybe there's like room to argue, but it feels that particular way they did it does feel right as one of the things. When this show ends, I think people can be like, well, you can make a great ending where the North Korean girl survives or you can make a great ending where the white collar guy turns himself around and turns out he won and blah, blah, blah. Or like, it feels like if any of those other characters won, you could make a, a good argument for like, well, the creators didn't f- make it feel super strongly one way or the other. So you can kind of choose anybody to win, which is fine in a game because in a game you're making those decisions and you making those decisions is part of the game's exposition. But in like a show, it feels more like, that the show creator just makes a decision and it doesn't feel like it's strongly cited by the audience one way or another to make it feel right. You know what I mean? Because it there is this is part of it where I'm saying like the reason why those choices of what happened at the end of Breaking Bad make sense is to me is because of the theming and the characterization that became very complex. Whereas the end of Squid Game, you're kind of like uh, any one of especially those last three, you could be like eh, any one of those three could have lived potentially. You know, well, you know, I feel like I think I feel like we always knew it was going to be the main character. I mean, he's the main character, so you know. But you I could feel also like, be a twist. You could have been like, also, oh, you know. But we like, wanted to the nature. Like Bruce of, Willis is the main character of Armageddon, but you know, the he whole point survive. that keeps it interesting is that there's a possibility. Damn, <laughs> is it feels like there's a possibility that it could go a different way? Yeah, and but that's what keeps a show exciting is that you you, you wouldn't want to watch a show if you knew from episode one that the main character was going to be the one in the end. No, no, that's not my point. My point is that if the show, if the show's decisions don't feel concrete, just by the fact that once the show's over, you know what the decisions were and you can just move on. Then you go, ah, that's fine. Whereas to me, like, like again, like a breaking bad, when you see those decisions they've made, 
the writers and showrunners and actors have made at the end, you go, that feels right. Like that's that also is, you're comparing something that's multiple seasons. That's true. That's, it's not. It's not the fairest comparison. Years and no, years and really. years yeah, to develop. Yeah. This is nine episodes. You know, nine hours of content. And, you know, it's it's just not the same kind of. Um, I guess you know, what Breaking I would have had lots and lots of time to establish that. And I think what I almost would have preferred is if they didn't have because let's say he had to fill a quota of nine episodes, right? Don't have the cop side plot because that didn't go anywhere i would almost prefer they spent the rest of it on the strong characterization if you're not going to go for theming which i don't think they were interested in but they clearly had some sense of wanting to explore character a little more you know which is why they had that second episode so i feel like if they, they did had- and, and i can agree with you they could have dropped some of the b storylines yeah I, I that's kind of what i wished I guess in hindsight, they could have done because if you're not going to be interested in theming, your plot and characterization better be strong because uh, then. But that's like, where I, I keep bringing up the translations is like, I think we did miss a lot of important characterization. I but think we did. Even miss, even then, you know, I'm not sure how like if that's. Well, you don't know that you weren't you weren't given the opportunity. To well, I really mean, I was I was privy to in. some of it. And even then I was like, not eh. all of it, though. I know not all of it because I'm like reading. But for me, I feel when I when I read some of the stuff that was botched in translation as a person that worked for almost four years in sub and dub translations. So like I'm very experienced with this and I I understand and I don't fault the translators at all. Um, Yeah, this was this was this was literally my world for almost four years in my career. Yeah, and I don't fault them. But what's what's interesting is that some of the other languages like Spanish or even Italian, they really captured the show in quite a different way. And were they and dubbed almost, in Spanish in them too? Dubbed and subbed. Only, dubbed and so, subbed. So they in were every dubbed language. in Span well, I don't I don't think Netflix dubs in every language. Uh, I mean It depends. It depends on the show, but they generally do they definitely sub in every language. Yeah, they sub in every so, language, but I think the dubbing so is for not, sure. Yeah. I was reading some articles on, say, the Spanish translation in other languages, and they managed to capture much closer to what the characterizations were compared English was one of the worst translated well that that um, goes to my like my yeah. suspicion that it's because the subs we're reading are actually a transliteration of the dubs okay I, I have some Intel on that the way that breaks down is that if you have your subtitles to English CC mm-hmm. then you'll get the transliteration of the dub oh if you okay. just had English on its own without CC, then you'll get their crack at the the literal translation, which was oh. also riddled with errors. Yeah, so that, had, that, so that was had, then they have no excuse. The, it was we just had bad. The English subtitle. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, you know, a lot of the reasons they do this is as a translator, it's you're under very very crazy. There's never not a crazy deadline for these. Well, translations. that's true. Yeah, yeah. And they're often done for very little money very quickly. And so the quality of the translations can be very uh, hit or miss depending on what you do. So I'm sure that this was an instance of that where translators are under the gun for time and they're just trying their fastest to meet the timing and the best way to capture it. Yeah, People underestimate all the time just how much Mm -hmm. familiarity is required with both 
languages and yes. cultures, like when it comes to this sort of thing, it's to, very difficult. You also, know, to ne- provide something that is accurate and faithful to the original tone. And everything. yeah, also Netflix <laughs> has like a somewhat unofficial reputation for like when they make localizations, they care about quantity, not quality. So they're more willing to just be like, we need it translated to every region that it's going to touch versus like, let's get these right. They just need them out, you know? So like, cause that's kind of their MO. It's more mm-hmm. of like widespread availability versus quality yes. of it. So oh, yeah, I think easy. That, that definitely. So I, I think I really do feel like I did miss some of the important characterizations. I just pointed out a few examples, but I think it's, it could be very riddled and it was only nine episodes. And I think that, you know, given the opportunity. And I think also one issue that was brought to my attention that I had not really thought about before Mm -hmm. was the treatment of migrant workers in South Korea, the character of Ali. I didn't even know that there were people from Pakistan or from other countries. I, I, it's just not an issue you really hear about. It's because Korea, 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 Japan, China are just geographically more closely located so if they want to migrate away from their home countries it's like a it's often like a jumping spot but a but lot of them that end there's up being like an industry you know there's like a, a whole industry of all these migrant people who are not yeah um, a, i guess the a, word is homogenous or whatever to and they're and they're, korea, they're very exploited you know? like korea has like they're very very distrustful of like uh i mean i'm gonna just say this as a korean like if you're darker skinned they're kind of like, Ooh, let's not really. <laughs> so, so that, yeah, so when, of. when, when Ali mistakenly went at, well, he went after his money from his boss. The boss was like, whatever. He found the packet of money on his boss's desk in the envelope. He mm-hmm. got pissed because he had not been paid for days and days and days and days, and days, whatever weeks. Yeah. And then he, there's an altercation on the floor of the factory he's working at. Mm-hmm. And the boss's hand gets into the machine because of all something Ali does, you know, a series of events. Yeah. 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 And the minute that happens, I'm like, oh, my God, Ali's dead. Like, he needs to get the fuck out of there. So I believe more than anybody that Ali in the Squid Games, he is facing a different kind of struggle than everybody else, I think, because he is so he hurt somebody as a migrant. That's true. Every, you know, I think everyone everybody else, else is a different struggle, but his is, is if very they go unique. back, their life just kind of sucks. I think Ali, if his life goes back and he doesn't have the money, he may be killed. And his family <laughs> is in danger. Like he made a crazy decision. They know where he lives. They, well, his family you know, hopefully got away. Cause I mean, we hope where, we, yeah. we don't know for sure. Yeah. But, and, but, but the, there, yeah. there is that, that strong be a justification yeah. for why he ended up dying. Well, in actually the plot when he did, sorry. Well, uh, there's, sorry, also, there's controversy about that. Well, Dan. also, uh, actually I'm wrong. Uh, the, uh, the gangster also will die if he comes back. So true. Uh, true, true. Yes. But, um, there's an, about Ollie being killed, actually, Dan, there's a lot of controversy about that online because of the fact that, um, what's a controversy. Seems, it's just people well, are pointing it out. Well, yeah, it seems to be, it's a discussion point where it seems that people are saying that if you're killed off screen, you you, they can't confirm your death. And Ali's death was off screen, as was number one's. And so now people are saying that maybe he's not dead. 
because his think, death was uniquely Why would they preserve awesome. him? Exactly. Well, for season two. Hold on. He was one of the best. Well, Ollie was one of the best unique characters in, in the no, show. No, no, no. I'm not so talking we, about in the premise know. of, like, the show's creation. I mean, like, why would in the I, plot I don't of know. the show? I mean, I think, I <laughs> yeah, think that's well, He I mean, was that's not important two. in any way. Unless they, unless they reveal that he was somehow more integral to the games than they revealed throughout the entire show, it makes which, no sense Which would be a huge contrivance because the show is private life. I think what they would do is they want to they want to keep some of the original uh, game members no, to again, come I'm into not, a certain way later on in a in a season two. Okay, I'm they not gonna bring I'm not back. gonna say that they can't bring him back. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say that they can't bring him back. What I'm what they I will do whatever say they want is that yeah. if they do that, then fuck this show because yeah, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, like you can't. I think one that makes that scene far less devastating. Yes, for one. <laughs> and two, because it was a big deal that, you know, he was deceived and all that. Like, that's a really big gut punch. You and have to come up with a massive contrivance to somehow justify narratively that he not only didn't die, but is going to come back. What if, what if he, the old man wanted to save him because he got fooled like the old man did? In that marble game, the old man and Ali were the only two people that got tricked into even that the would game. be an issue because the old man did not have eyes on this guy. So we would have been, had well, to set up he, something. It's like, Hey, front man, if someone else gets deceived like me, make sure you make sure that, that guy, could, that could be, doesn't, I mean, doesn't because clearly the old man was communicating with the, with but the front man people, and the, and the guards, like people knew that he would leave at night. Like they, they, he was, he, he was definitely communicating with them. I'm not saying I agree with these, but I could, these are different ways that I could see season two, justifying some of the like okay i'm gonna get this out of the way right now yeah i don't support season two me neither i don't either i don't, I don't think season but, two but, should but exist netflix has already declared this they're foreign stranger things yeah i know i know so There's so like two, when, if and when yeah. season two comes around uh i mean i'll be interested enough to see like what the heck did they tr- did they come up with but i don't expect anything that makes a whole lot of sense i don't yeah. expect anything that's particularly satisfying because, because, um, like, I, I kind of wish it didn't have that ending. <laughs> not, not kind of. Strongly wish that it did not have that ending. Of the director him. has attempted to defend it as a, as a, as in a, a reasonable ending to a series that has no second season. Because he's saying like, okay, like, because he, okay, he, here's how he framed it. He said like, if he, if he just decides to use the money and go on his way. Then he re-enters society as like, you know, like this pr- super flawed society. And he just becomes another, uh, another like participant in the society. Like he just returns to society in a much better place, but he's still part of the problem. Mm-hmm. By, by refusing to, to do that and going back to try to, you know, fight against this unjust like underground operation, he is, you know rejecting that return to a flawed society and trying to do something about it ostensibly. I don't know if I buy it, but that is his defense. I don't buy it either. <laughs> There's a lot of other ways you can like portray that without having being like, okay, I'm coming back this time. It's per it's this literally this time. It's personal. That's how the fucking show ended. And it's like, ah, eh, I don't know. Like it's, it's clearly kind of written because Netflix said, can you please set up for a season two? Because our algorithm shows this will probably be pretty popular. I think we're too we're too savvy for this. <laughs> I wouldn't say we're too savvy. Yeah. I'd well, say uh, like we're we're it's too easy to see it as that. Given our savviness, I think is the issue. It's like this has nothing but the stench of please 
please but make sure almost season any two audience can member would view it that way. They'll be like, oh, season two, you know, like it's almost it's like really like no what i mean <laughs> what i mean is more like this is netflix meddling and changing a story that might have been better oh yeah that that's part different maybe. that's different yeah. Yeah. yeah like anyone will see him turn back around and say like oh shit he's here we go again but it's the fact that it was in there and how it got there that we have assumptions about because of you know how much we know yeah right, right. i mean i think this is a really this show is a really a testament to like Good I production think, design. Yes, mm, amazing production true. design. I, I will I mean, say this: this this great. show has stellar production design, um, and in I that will, it's yeah. super marketable. It's super recognizable. <laughs> it's you super, can make merchandise about it and release it on the day. Which is of its why launch. Netflix really liked it. <laughs> they already have it's and the costuming, everything about the show production wise was a plus. You won't a be able to go plus. to any Halloween party this year. Oh yeah, uh, without seeing suit? some green tracksuits. Or or the uh, you know or the, the overalls of the of the murder dolls or the X's and It'll squares the- <laughs> on the faces and you know the tracksuit is going to be the Leaf Village headband of Halloween parties. Everywhere. I mean, I think also too, like this well, kind of speaks to like that and other things. <laughs> this speaks to like um, I think Korea's. Uh, ability to influence American media like I think like it's yeah. it's really like they often say Korea has like a soft influence on America where like they really have a I don't think that's been true for a long time yeah they do have I mean they have a stronghold over music yeah movies yeah. books media you know like the the kind of like cultural stuff which is really really interesting it because, goes both ways yeah, yeah it's like, definitely both ways but I think I think maybe until about 10 years ago, it was definitely mostly one way. And I'd say about a decade ago is when it became more of like, oh, people are actively interested in K-pop. People are more actively interested in Korean, at least filmmaking. I think K-dramas are still probably still pretty. I think it's only within the last. No, K-dramas are crazy popular. I know, but like it's, I wouldn't say it's like, like K-dramas I'd say are about as popular as like, anime versus so here's here's something interesting i found i want to read this to you okay conglish conglish enters Mm -hmm. the oxford dictionary last month oxford english dictionary announced it was adding 26 new words derived from korean they include k-drama which is defined Mm -hmm. as a television series in korean language produced in south korea Mm -hmm. and others were mukbang Meaning mm-hmm. a video featuring a person eating a large yeah, quantity forgot, of yeah. food yeah. and yeah. talking to the audience. And Opa, which was in this show, we mentioned it a lot, uh, which is a girl or woman's older brother, but is also used as a respectful form of address or term of endearment that extends ex- that in extended use with reference to an older male friend or a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was used in That's the show. I remember you concise. guys bringing that up because Marvin was like, why is she saying older brother why is it being translated that way yeah you shouldn't translate it to older brother because the the other but (laughs) no because they were translating it as babe babe, which is accurate oh yeah oh right right it was according to this translation older brother is not like exactly it it should been yeah yeah the the babe was really weird and that that was an accurate well according to this that is an accurate translation of this word to an american audience because now we use the word opa as a boyfriend or babe so that was accurate. 
Um, no, I wouldn't say no, that. But it's in the Oxford Dictionary now. It's it's official. So as a Korean, I would say that doesn't feel very accurate. Well, it's not about what you feel; it's about how the term's being used. So but dictionaries aren't necessarily always along accurate. with K drama. Um, they added a bunch of stuff. But one thing I thought that was really interesting is that about six hundred students. Uh, this this woman who teaches about Korean language or at a Korean cultural center said about 600 students learn the Korean language at, at the Korean cultural center each year, 600 and more than half of them say they became interested in the country after watching K drama. So oh. I believe that K drama and movies as well as K pop are gaining a strong influence in, you know, different bases like America, all over the world. So it's really, people are now, because they're interested in K-dramas, uh, K-pop, there's like this flood of people wanting to learn Korean, wanting to, you know, I think it's, I think it's super interesting. And I think Squid Game is just another example of a popular I think K- it's more Korean it's- show that, um, you know, they're, they're starting to, make more high quality co- and also parasite which is one of my favorite movies of the last couple years amazing you know so i think it's just a really testament of, of all the- i would say it's kind of comparable to like um the way america has felt about japan for maybe like the past 30 years and then like, korea is kind of like coming up to it per se like it's not like japanese culture has fully redefined American culture, but it's more like now it's part of it. It has a strong influence. Yeah. I think it's, I think, and I think before about 10 years ago, not very strong. Now it's much stronger. Uh, And I think a lot of it, this is part of my cynicism, but a lot of it is like Korean, like, industries manufacturing it like bts is very very manufactured no, but that's my but, that's my point since korea yeah, can't really have a political influence over america to the extent it would probably like to you go the second round which is it's a manufactured influence this is all manufactured they want right. to be able to have a soft influence on america because it's the second best thing you can do that's is, true is that's k-pop k-drama this is if you can't have an influence politically which they can't to the extent yeah. they would like, you it's influence very, through they, other their ways. Their influence politically is just we're your ally. Yes, they can't but really do then much you more. influence through other ways, which is media and content, yeah. and they are which is how Japan it, uh, Japan eventually started it. approaching it too. They but were, they understood the assignment to use that term is like they are fucking killing it in the influence with BTS. You know how crazy BTS is here. Like, oh yeah, how many yeah. people are in? We're talking hundreds of millions of people. Like and same with the films, the K dramas, all of that. Like, it okay, is, the more you're talking, yeah. the more it sounds like you're framing this as this is a national initiative. Do you believe this for Korea? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely is a national. I wouldn't. Initiative. I'd say it's absolutely. Less, it's manufactured and it's. Planned. I would say it's. All it's very I planned. would say it's less. Everyone got together and we're like, oh, let's do this. It's more. Um, there's a term. It's called Korean ethnic nationalism. And Koreans are very, very proud of the fact that they're Korean. I'm saying this as a Korean. Um, so like there is this collective, this, this is an example I bring up all the time when I talk of Korean ethnic nationalism. There was a terrible, terrible, a ho- do you guys remember The Host by um, yeah, uh, Bong Joon-ho? Yeah. So there's a terrible ripoff movie of it called D-War. It was re- uh, uh, released in America as Dragon War. 
um, by a fucking hack filmmaker. I'm not going to talk about. But at the end of D War, when it was screened in Korea, they said basically after before the credits roll is like, let's have this movie take over the world through Korean pride or something like that. They base he's basically harnessing Korean pride to try to get his movie to financially succeed. And that's a huge part of what goes on. This is, it's, it's very openly admitted. It's a huge part of squid game success in Korea is that like, everyone's like, well, we got to watch it. It's doing well. and It's Korean. So they'll watch it. Even though the subject matter actually makes a lot of Koreans uncomfortable, specifically the pointing out the fact that, Hey, Korea is in a huge debt crisis. No one's a lot of people it. are in a lot of trouble and they're getting desperate enough to kill each other. Yeah. And we're kind of making a show about it. <laughs> so, Koreans, yeah, yeah. you know, like I think I think the average Korean would be like, I don't necessarily want to watch that. I want to watch the net latest historical drama. I mean, they're or, also kind of like, oh, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure that we want our nation to be viewed as like a place that where criticized. De- yeah, where, where debt, where debt crises are forcing people to kill each other yeah so i think in this but it's way the influence it's, that you have it's the talk it's the influence it's all of that like so d- don't d- yeah don't get me wrong it, it is like that ethnic nationalism is very strong i was told by my very parents to watch squid game before anyone else did yeah <laughs> yeah i think in this case i mean it uh, is like it, the biggest it, show on netflix officially now oh yeah, yeah absolutely. and i think yeah th- they have made netflix 900 million dollars mm-hmm. so <laughs> and the guy who the guy who played like dra- uh, snake Snake tattoo man, yeah, yeah. yeah. A d- he's a millionaire or whatever. now. Yeah, yeah, he just tweets or, or sends yeah. out a message on his social media, whatever it is. It's like, thanks for making me a millionaire, guys. <laughs> That's pretty. Sick. Yeah, he surprised his followers after saying, "Thanks for making him a millionaire." Following the show's success, I think. Which is I think ironic. One, one thing I like about the Squid Game being he won after all. Yeah, the thing I think is interest. I like about it is that like they're forcing Koreans to watch it, but they're kind of forcing them to watch something uncomfortable <laughs> that they don't want to watch. Whereas something like D war, it's just a trash, like Kaiju ripoff movie that they were like, make this popular go. And it, it adds nothing to the narrative. Whereas at least with this, it'll make Koreans feel a bit more uncomfortable, more self-reflective on their debt issue, even though thematically it doesn't necessarily go beyond that, but that's maybe all you need. For at least a Korean audience to just well, the more I've been thinking about this during our during our discussion here, it feels like the the main concern not so much about a thematic thing. It was more like here are all the different walks of life I can think of where people get this desperate. Yeah, like including the including the migrant worker, including the white collar person who got in over his head, including the guy who was never rich in the first place, including Mm -hmm. you know all 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 these various situations. Like every every. Korean culture based situation, which someone, you know, gets to the point where they are willing to participate in such a horrible thing. Here is all the desperation this nation has. Like, look mm, at it. Mm. Like, here are all the different ways in which that's, this- that's true. It makes it makes it so that probably almost any viewer could say that's uh, yeah, like I know that guy or that guy is me. To me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's either I know that guy or that guy yeah. is me. So I think in that point, from a Korean audience, it's effective in making them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Also, I want to I want to yeah, clarify that when the gangster gentleman wrote, "Thank you for making a million, making me a millionaire." Speaking of mistranslations, uh, many assumed he was talking about becoming extremely rich. What he was actually referencing is his Instagram follower account. <laughs> and oh, people were, people freaked out being like wow that's fucked up and he's like no i you know what he really meant was 
so just adding to this little that's pretty funny yeah. cherry on top <laughs> is he meant his million follower count that is hilarious not actually. just that's being that's pretty good an actual like millionaire because yeah. he probably i'm sure it also helped his budget <laughs> yeah, sure. like, i'm, I'm not gonna pretend like this wasn't yeah. also a huge payoff for him to like, be fair though but he I, was I, actually I referencing know, his follower I, account i don't know <laughs> how residuals work in korea i don't know if it's a thing I but, doubt they. I doubt they got paid. Once yeah, it took off. and Nobody the show may not have it. had a huge payday off of this show, but no. now that it's so popular, he has his choice of whatever. Hopefully, and also like because yeah. again, the show was only twenty one point four million dollars to make, and there's a lot of actors. So it seems like a lot of that went into the production budget because it's yeah, because so. they yeah they had to like design all these sets yeah it's like they're not like you know it's yeah. also very uh economically designed set though because it's true. like they kept yeah. on reusing reuse, that multicolored yeah. mc escher like hallway room and mm-hmm. i'm sure it's like just one thing that they just kept filming different pieces of yeah exactly yeah, yeah. For sure. um, uh, but you know also a lot of it went to the vfx budget because boy yes. did they need it they, <laughs> there's a lot of that and, and a it, lot it all, of vfx for the most part, looked a decent. special effect yeah it looked pretty there's nothing that looked like horrible no yeah. they, they needed a lot of vfx budget which is super duper they had expensive. to hire those amazing english speaking actors <laughs> oh my gosh yeah oh yeah that's, oh, yeah. I'll that's just, I'll just quickly the say part. the yeah. vips are the absolute worst part of the show that's the none. Part. it's the worst written part of the show like you can 69, tell that, dude yeah it's like on one hand <laughs> yes i understand that american humor can be viewed as very crude and stupid yeah uh, and i when you're just talking about american people sure <laughs> yeah but when it comes to american like movie humor and wit yeah uh, you gotta step it up a little bit more than that yeah that was, it, they weren't all bad. americans yeah true 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 <laughs> there was like a yeah, chinese some guy were, um, like, some were chinese some were um you know like an australian sounding italian, guy i think yeah, yeah but it's it was, fine because a chinese guy was still speaking english yeah that, that makes him evil yeah see? <laughs> yeah well, I mean, chinese uh, people are evil by default in korean media <laughs> in korean media yes They'll be like, and, oh, and no, vice no. versa, kind of sometimes if you, if you, uh, yeah, follow yeah. Yakuza series. Oh man, there's so many like Korean gangster dramas where like the Chinese are. Right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're threatening. Oh man. I mean, yeah. it's- or the Japanese, like the Koreans will interchangeably use those as enemies. Sure, sure. So. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely something people should watch. I don't think. Yeah, you'll you have know, a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely bingeable. You'll want to keep watching. I think depending on what you what you wanted out of it, the you may not be that satisfied at the end, but the ride is fun. I'd recommend if you want to dive really deep to this topic and you are really interested, I would recommend Parasite for sure. I I, I, yeah, I agree. I think Parasite very is good a, and touches on very similar topics. Very similar topics. Yeah. I think one thing that people also um, don't understand about the debt crisis. So just to really quickly... Uh, explain it it's not just that like oh people are poor that's not what's going on korea actually has a fairly large middle class the problem is that a lot of korean society is about keeping up appearances so a lot of korean uh, households will attempt to live beyond their means to look like they're more well off than they actually are as a matter of pride so like for example instead of being like oh we'll buy this car because it's affordable for us we'll be like we'll take out a big loan to buy this bmw because it'll look better you know, and that's like a general viewpoint towards purchasing in a lot of Korean culture. Uh, and that's what's led to the debt crisis, where it's kind of like, yeah, we're borrowing a lot and we're not getting a return on it because <laughs> uh, a lot of it has gone through just 
you know, buying goods. It's an entire nation keeping yeah. up with the Joneses. Yeah. And they, and they kind of, you kind of compete with your neighbors, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's very appearance driven, which can be problematic. And You like to brag about what your son bought you? Yes. Yes. You like to brag about what your kids are doing, you know. Well, boy, do your parents have something to brag about today. <laughs> do, do they? Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, we got them a bird. I think that's the ultimate. <laughs> Okay, no, that's still. Okay. I didn't that's know where you were that's, going that's for that. Pretty there. different. That's. I, I thought <laughs> maybe you were talking bird. about like the yeah. show or yeah. or. Oh, I mean, speaking of Korean parents, I mean, I don't know. I think we we got a, a bird. That's pretty. Serious. That's true. It's a little. Well, now now um wait, what's the name of the the? They can definitely show's brag director? to their friends that we got a bird. <laughs> we should probably name the show's director at this point. Yeah, the cre- <laughs> the creator of the show is Hwang Dong-hyuk. All right. Uh, so his mom has something to brag about now, <laughs> finally, to everyone. She didn't get a bird. Sorry. I, I, mis- I, I was reading the English romanization, which is never accurate. Sorry. It's Hwang Dong-hyuk. So that's, that's how you pronounce it. Fact um, check him, Koreans. <laughs> yeah, please fact check me. If I hope that he I, got some rest after the show. My goodness. Yeah. That's probably another did. very distraught over. Uh, I'll just say one thing. A lot of people are being like, his story is one of inspiration. And I'm like, to me, his story is tragic. Like, he, I wish he didn't have to go through so much shit just in suffering to get the show made. I yeah, mean, it's too it's, bad it's to kill of, all of his friends. It's really on, it's really on the nose, right? He, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just really suffering to get this done. And the show is about suffering and this society hey, that pushes you to the edge. Yeah. And, and then we have this little looming strike for, um, like you know, now our, he won and now he's really workers. guilty about his, about his success. <laughs> and now season two looms over him and he's like, Oh yeah. shit, I got to go in again. Exactly. Time to dye my hair red. Oh, oh my God. It's kind of a real life. Yeah situation here i mean it's it's yeah there's a lot of parallels uh, kind of crazy yeah Yeah. there's a ton of parallels it's it's insane Um, going back to parasite really quick i will say parasite explores very similar themes and it's almost wacky without any element of the of like the death game thing yeah there's no death game that's not why they're recommending parasite some of the iconography or not the, the the symbolism is a little almost even goofier but i think it's fine i think it works much much better in terms of exploring this type of topic and squid game does that being said i don't think squid game was trying to explore it as a topic i think squid game like i said before was using it as a setting so take that for what you will um anyway for sure no yeah i mean like every time they this sort of show gets made or this sort of story gets made there's always that tiny little like layer of like, you know, the the well-to-do people who are above everyone and watching over these contrived games and, you know, like betting on the outcomes and all that. Like, is that you, the audience? Is <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like, look at what yeah, you're yeah. doing, huh? Like, yeah, you're yeah. not, you're just being entertained by all this too, aren't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, are you no better than, than 69 man over there? <laughs> no, you that's, fuck? I mean, that's, that's you're kill your wife? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's very true. And I think they talk about too, one of the most interesting themes was how when you're so rich, um, everything seems uninteresting to you because nothing is out of reach. Like what is Jeff Bezos do for fun? You know, he calls like, a space. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I mean, but literally eventually going to space will not be enough. Are you saying that it's only a matter of time before Jeff Bezos reveals that he's been holding his own death game? (laughs) 
complex. Yeah, it's, the it's, it's, it's called the, it's called the Amazon warehouse where you have to you know shit piss in a bag. Oh, and you know, so like yeah, Too I mean, real. I think that's that's I think very only, realistic. I <laughs> would real not be surprised me. if Amazon. I mean, does this not look like an Amazon warehouse? It could be. I mean, some of the stills uh, here, I'm like, yeah, you're not yeah, wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. Yeah. So nice. I mean, I think that commentary hey, is super like when Amazon you know? builds its whatever fucking like a city <laughs> complex that that they've been yeah. proposing like it will look like that room with all the yes. with all the cots and, and yeah with all the cots oh, and then God. you have to you have to they turn off the lights and you get fed and everyone's in this weird uniform with guns and yeah it's i'm not i really am not that's you know it's not funny because that's that's literally the reality right now in korea uh for hyundai Hyundai literally builds little towns for all their employees to live in. Disney does that. And company, Disney store, literally, have company stores. And Disney yeah, it's Orlando like, it's, has It's an old this. practice. Yeah, it's, like, it's a practice going all the way back to like mining towns and stuff like that where it's, you know, but I just find it funny. Once but. upon a time, the yeah. government would actually stop that. Yeah. Now it's government sponsored. It's just interesting <laughs> that, you know, everything became so uninteresting to these wealthy people that they had to resort to the most ultimate form of like killing games because yeah there was the only thing left to do was something illegal you know that they probably the maybe the oldest example of this sort of thing is the most dangerous game that was like 1924 that's a book about a a hunter who grew tired of all of his you know safari hunting and it was like Mm -hmm. you know what this this all sucks. I, I've done it all. Time to hunt some people. I was really hoping exactly. you were gonna you were gonna reference the the movie version with starring Ice Cube. Oh, <laughs> yeah, th- that too. I'm sure he was bored of whatever was going on. No, he's the he was the game. Ice Cube okay. was the game. <laughs> okay, never mind. I think I think we would be foolish to think that this isn't actually going on nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like I'm not even joking. Like I'm not. I'm like not even joking. Well, I, I think we would be very foolish to think that this does not already occur on some level somewhere, you know? Maybe. Yeah. No, no, not even maybe. Mar- Marvin, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes. Okay. So who's running it? We don't know. That's oh, the forgot. whole secret part. Sorry. Just really quickly. The <laughs> the Ice Cube version of uh, it's called Surviving the Game. Uh-huh. And it also stars yeah. Gary Busey. I had forgotten about that. Oh, nice. <laughs> I should rewatch that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and anyway, I don't sorry, mean like sorry. I don't mean Squid Games exactly. Oh, I, mean I know, I know, of, I know. Some what you kind mean, of yeah. blood sport of some kind. Oh, that that exists. Like they have that in like Brazil. It's called Valatudo, where they have um yeah, pe- like maybe you're watching fighting, fighting people to the death, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's yeah. some kind of blood sport for money that is all the ultra wealthy are doing. You know, like of course that exists. It's not yeah. that far off, but no, it's fucked up. <laughs> They probably don't even get some kind of jackpot at the end like they would in the show. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're just forced to do it. Yep. Like, if you don't want to die, you have to kill that other person, and that's that. Yeah, so I get. I say, I guess overall I'd say I think we all agree that, like, that's yeah, fine to watch, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would rate I would it 8 out of 10. It. What would you guys rate it? Um, uh, I would go 8 out of 10 as well. Oh, okay. All right. I 7.5. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you know, at least watch it so that you can be part of the conversation because you will be very left out. Well, I, 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 no, yeah. I, I would actually also, you don't have to give in if <laughs> you feel like no, you don't. But well, that, that I, was I why it. I watched it. That's why I watched it. That was 100%. why I watched it. And that was the most satisfying part about watching it. 
honestly. <laughs> and Same I've said here. This, I've, I I've said this much elsewhere, but yeah, like the, the best part of the game or the best part of watching the show is when I was officially like all caught up on all the references that the memes make. And I was like, okay, now I understand them all. <laughs> But yeah, you also same. don't Good. have to give in to peer pressure. Don't worry about it, everybody. It's not that important. Uh, you want to no, be cool. Not. You want to be part of the conversation. No, no that's I how mean, Netflix that, that was, you ever yeah. want water from the cooler again. <laughs> yes. I mean, that was literally when Dan came over and we watched it. I literally, I think, I don't know if I said it to you out loud, but one of the, my main reasons was like, everyone's talking about this fucking show. Oh, yeah, that's the first I thing you like said. <laughs> I can't understand the references. Yeah. And the references look kind of interesting, confusing. I don't know. Like, I want to understand the memes. Production online. design. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, production design. Yeah. It's very Instagrammable, very TikTok worthy. And so. It's very easy show yeah. to market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was like, fuck it. I want to know. I want to be in on it, you know? And yeah. now we are. And now Yay. We're mm-hmm. And we're reasonably okay with being here. Yes. Yeah. I definitely recommend it. I'd also watch, you know, some of the movies. It was like Battle Royale or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, uh, to anyone, and I, I also posted this on like my own personal Facebook or whatever, but if you've, if Squid Game happened to be like your first taste of Asian style death game gimmicky horror stuff, do yourself a favor and just, just play the Zero Escape games. Yeah. Find them I- on Steam. The Nonary games is a good start. It's the first two and they're the best ones. Don't watch, Snow, Rome, don't watch maybe not so much. Don't watch Snowpiercer. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend Snowpiercer. Don't what? Do that's that's pretty unrelated, other than their career. No, 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 no. It's also um, similar themes. I guess about, it's about like, classism. Yeah, it's about classism. Yeah. classism. That's also yeah. a show that's been lumped in this category of being inspired. Oh, so I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't include it at all. I would. Well, I would. I would actively recommend people stay away from Snowpiercer. Well, that's what I'm saying. But and when also, I look online, it says like, "Oh, similar movies, Snowpiercer." You know, that I would just stay away from that one. That sounds Shit. racist. That they, <laughs> they they recommended that. Well, because I mean, of the of? wealth, the wealth inequality, and things like that. And but kind instead of instead, watch watch Parasite, like we mentioned. Parasite's a much better games. example. I guess Snowpiercer yeah. is, is another example of like this is a high concept, crazy setup that you kind of want to know like what the fuck is going on here and maybe by the end uh, you'll get an answer i guess that's you kind of don't though yeah it's it, it it promises a lot and then it ends up being along the way it's painful to get there and then you get there and you're like that was a waste of my time <laughs> sure by the same director of parasite so yeah uh, it, it shows a very wide range of uh, <laughs> no he just can't direct english actors it's yeah fine. that's the thing yeah it's the thing i always just it's point fine. out it's yeah. like he just that, can't that's a trap to fall actors. down yeah he, he just, doesn't if, need to just stick with korean yeah because once he went the moment he went back to directing all korean actors oh my god he made beautiful an, made an amazing uh, academy award destroying movie so <laughs> destroyed the academy awards <laughs> everyone that's was so, why they do, that's why we didn't have any this year yeah, remember that guy who was like so he was like, Parasite? I can't believe Parasite won over the Joker. <laughs> you're like, okay, man. <laughs> Wait, what guy? Just some random YouTube guy? Yeah, there's like a YouTube guy who's super pissed that like Okay, well he's like, wow. yeah. what is Parasite even about anyway? The Joker is about like social themes. No, about, here we go. Uh, the there's, classes. There's <laughs> that like, there's that Korean soft influence I'm talking about. Won the Academy <laughs> Award. He was just like, I don't even this is 
He was like, remember when he oh, yeah. went to the he, Academy when, Awards? When he was he nominated. Was like, he was like, what I was this? thinking, uh, he, yeah, he was nominated, and he was like, I don't know if I want to go. I mean, it's not even like an international film festival. Or yeah, anything. he was like, he really does. It's a local. It. It's a local awards show. It's a local <laughs> awards show. Yeah, no, for real. And it's just like, I mean, oh it's my also God. considered like a big deal. So, like, I, he was Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho's like response to that joking. isn't necessarily in line with that ethnic nationalism we were talking. No, about. No, no. He no, was just, not, I, I just mean he, with he Parasite the piss out of when, yeah, when Parasite yeah, won yeah. that movie, right? Yeah. You then you, you know you see kind of the impact it's having on people. These movies, yeah, yeah, people you know? wanted to watch it more. Oh um, my gosh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was the hottest thing at the time, you know. So yeah. it was, you know, and it's influenced me. I, it's one of my favorite movies of the last couple of years. We have a huge poster of it in our living room. So yeah. I'd also say uh, if you end up watching Parasite and you liked it watch a lot of his Bong Joon-ho's other filmography is quite good. His best movie is actually probably Memories of Murder, which is the second feature he ever made. And it's very good. Uh, it's about it's about Korea's first serial killer. So absolutely. Yeah, I highly yeah. recommend that's uh, our discussion Lots of death of, in our recommendations. <laughs> a lot of death in movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dramatic. Yeah. So that was, thanks for listening to our squid game and Korea discussion. <laughs> Uh, everybody mm-hmm. um so yeah we have we do other things uh, here at fugitive frames uh you were listening to the fugitive frames film podcast so that was that but we also do a start it's weird i don't do this the other way around so this is the first time i'm doing the cta backwards we have another podcast called newbie start we had newbie star trek uh, yeah where, that's 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 one of those things yeah because ricardo's not here um, but Ricardo is the newbie. And also Sarah. Sarah has just joined uh, Newbie Star Trek as uh, a regular member. Right, we're, of- up to, we're up to two newbies and eventually <laughs> you will have a third newbie. <laughs> to soon the rest, it'll be all to the remainder of the show. We will soon yeah. be a three newbie Star Trek show. <laughs> to be to be honest, by the time we reach, I think my least watched seasons are five and six. So when we reach five and six of TNG, I'll probably be like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so That's that, fine. We may end up being all newbies. Um, but yeah, that's our, as you could tell, that's our podcast where we're rewatching all of Star Trek, starting with TNG. And uh, it's, we're having a good time because uh, mm-hmm. TNG is both mm-hmm. a really good show and a really stupid show, which makes it a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, TNG is a really fun show to <laughs> look at critically because of how uneven it is. Yeah, it's super uneven. <laughs> Uh, in the in the most interesting ways because of a lot of reasons. But yeah, that's Newbie Star Trek. And we also have a YouTube channel, Fugitive Games, where we're uh, still dreaming, dream, uh, streaming uh, Outer Wilds DLC, Echoes of the Eye. We haven't quite finished it yet at the time of this recording. I hope to get it wrapped up in one more stream. It seems like that's what'll happen, right? Given what we discovered. I hope so, but I've also got some intel from um, another podcast that uh, it actually changes the ending of the game. Oh, <gasps> really? So once we've gone through that, the you know all there is to get through in the DLC area, um, we're probably going to have oh, to go after beating the game changer, again. Which is we know what to do. So I hope we still remember what to do. I'm going to have to review that a little bit. Yeah, let's rewatch already what we did. Yeah, let's going to take some. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that's exciting, actually. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there, and uh, we're I still have to finish off Arkham Origins, and uh, we're still gonna go keep going through Paper Mario, the Origami King. I know we haven't made 
Uh, and I swear to God, I'll, I'll, I'll start Metroid Dread soon because yeah. it's burning a hole in my Switch right now. And <laughs> Your Switch is on fire. Yeah. And it's red. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. And all that stuff, you can go to fugitiveframes.com and you'll see it. All those links. So, yeah. Uh, and then that, that was the Fugitive Frames Film Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank see you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.